welcome to today's podcast. My days were all messed up. All messed up. Um, it's Eric. Alone for just a minute. But let me tell you who's coming by in just a little bit. If you have listened to the podcast now for several years, it, it must have been like three years or so ago, I had a guest on. And all we did was talk about Detroit sports. His name uh, was, and still is, surprisingly enough, Brandon Dent. But for the longest time, I only knew him as Detroit Kool-Aid. He was the most diehard of Detroit sports fans I have ever come across. And I forget how I first did come across him, maybe from when I was working in sports radio in Detroit. But um, I eventually, I was so, I was so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I felt so good when I finally learned his real name. And I don't ever utter his real name, Brandon, on Twitter. If I do have to, like, grab attention, I'll just say B. But um, he was on the podcast, like, three or four years, three years ago. And we were just showing showcasing that you can be really close to somebody and have great dialogue and great chemistry. Two people have never spoken together uh, on the phone before. Um, thanks to how social media can connect us. That is one of the great things. It might be the sole redeeming thing to keep social media around, considering all the other havoc and destruction it can cause. But uh, fast forward to now, or actually like in the last year or so, Brandon and his and his business partner, Sean, have created and I've I've uh, showed you some things in various social media places. I've talked about it before on the air, maybe here a little bit. They've created a cheesecake place, the twenty fourth Cheesecakery, um, and they have they just opened up a they just recently opened up a third location. It's uh, they've Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti, Madison Heights. Uh, there's going to be a fourth location, and. Uh, it is a very real possibility that they're going to be here in Toledo. Um, Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti are not that far from here. In fact, Brandon was uh, Brandon was excited. I was excited to hear that the Bobcat Bonnie's place that we're getting in Fort Industry Square is already a neighbor of Brandon's and the 24th Cheesecakery in Ypsilanti. So probably within a year, we're going to have... Um, a very dope cheesecake spot, but they are very community-minded, community-oriented. They like working with other people already in the community and helping out other vendors. So we'll talk to those guys, and you can hear all about what the 24th Cheesecakery is because I had questions that I wanted to know about. Like, you just sell cheesecake? Like, how does how do you just keep growing and growing? And also, we'll talk about Brandon and um, his sports fanaticism. But first, I was... I raised an eyebrow last night, and then I smiled a little bit to come across a story. It was on um, click2houston.com, um, but it's not just Houston. It's pulled from from national stories and things like that. And the headline, U.S. Suicide, U.S. Suicides Dropped Last Year Defying Pandemic Expectations. Um, we knew that one of the painful pieces of shrapnel flying from the pandemic was, uh, was people's mental health was going get, to get pretty ugly. And in many cases, it did. Um, a lot of people were, were, were in a place where they've never been before. Mentally isolated, but also physically isolated. They were isolated in both ways of their life. Um, but it was surprising to hear. And I, I think I came across something along these lines of suicide rates were at least not up. 
uh, compared to where they were in the past. We've got a little bit more data now, and it says they fell nearly 6% last year amid the coronavirus pandemic, the largest annual decline in the last four decades. And this is still just preliminary data, um, and death certificates are still being uh, counted and and. To, to be able to accurately track suicides, it's it's very challenging for a variety of factors. Um, let's see. Is this one expert? Dr. Christine Moutier, a, uh, a chief medical officer of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So what's the reason why they suspect this might be? There's a heroism phase in every disaster period where... We're we're banding together and expressing lots of messages of support that we're in this together. We certainly heard plenty of that. You saw that at least in the early months of this pandemic. Also an increase in telehealth services to help people um, and turn around the suicide problem that we were dealing with. Um, Again, the the collateral damage from the pandemic and the mental health anguish it it caused. Um, we're going to be counting numbers of deaths for a long, long time. But this is at least good early data to see. I uh, I threw this out on Facebook. I will throw out some speculation as well. Um, as I've told you numerous times, like everybody kind of regressed or got sucked into the world where where I live. Um, I purposely isolate or I keep very few people close in my life. I spend a lot of time by myself. I spend a lot of time with the dogs. But the world during the pandemic kind of fell into how I exist. I'm very independent. I like socializing on my own. Um, For years, for years and years, I've been going to the movies by myself in the middle of the day to be alone. Um, I know one of the scariest things for people to do is, so I would never go eat at a restaurant by myself. Now, granted, it made it a lot easier because you can dive into your phone and all the people that you have there, like the aforementioned Brendan on your phone and eat alone. But up to last year, I knew plenty of people who, who were terrified of going into a restaurant and eating by themselves. Like, that's how I exist. So the world fell into my life. And much of that life was varying levels of uh, sadness and depression and boredom. So, so much of the world fell into my life. And I, I don't think what um, the doctor there said about heroism is wrong at all, but I'll just add to the speculation that um, so many people were feeling the same exact thing. Misery loves company. Um, when it comes to like, Things like NAMI, they do they do great support groups for people who have family members or friends dealing with mental health issues. And for the first time, uh, these people whose lives are are fractured and they just don't understand, um, they go to these support groups and they look across the table and around the room and they see people who are experiencing the exact same things they are. Like I've, I, I say in a lot of my talks, the depression will tell you that you're absolutely, utterly alone. That no one could be feeling anything like what you're feeling. And then you go to a depression support group or whatever it might might be. Or you, you talk to people online and they feel exactly the same way you feel. And then all of a sudden, you're not fixed, but you feel better knowing that depression is wrong. There are other people who feel like you. So I think in a, in, a, in a wonky kind of backwards counterintuitive way, 
all these people, you, who felt so isolated and alone and depressed, you knew that other people felt the exact same way. And just knowing that gave you a little bit of hope. So I wanted to share that. Um, I messed up my days. I thought we were going to have another guest about Ohio wears blue today for child abuse awareness and prevention. But uh, looks like that'll be tomorrow. So let's welcome in Brandon and Sean and talk cheesecakes. Hello, hello. Hi there. Hey, Eric. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing amazing. Hold on. I'm going to get Sean. All right, Sean, you still there? Yes, sir. Uh, your partner is here with us now. He has graced us with his presence. <laughs> I am here. I am here. All right. Before we uh, before we get into whatever you wanted to be here for, you're going to tell the people here in Toledo that listen to the podcast when you're coming here. Brandon. Ah, you know what? Wait, Brandon vanished. So, Sean, go ahead. When is the, 20, the 24th Cheesecakery coming to Toledo? You know what? We're going to uh, break out of our norm, and we're going to make that our fifth location. Um, and I'm saying that, that it will be there within the next year. Um, you know, I think we've figured out the logistics of how we want to get around the Detroit metro area. And uh, I think getting out to that area within the next year um, is something that we're planning on doing. Um, I can't give you a specific date or anything like that, but I can tell you that is our next project. And because I have a wonderful delivery crew, um, it is so possible to happen, and uh, you know I think we've set up uh, enough for us to securely um, make it down that direction. So Toledo will be our fifth location, and we're excited to bring something out of the state of Michigan where it's not too much for us because we're right here, but it's just enough for us to expand outside our realm. The latest store is Madison Heights. There's Ypsilanti. Where are the other two at? Uh, the other one's in Ann Arbor. That was our first location, Ann Arbor. And then we're, um, after Madison Heights, Troy is our next location we're hoping to have going by the end of the year. Oh, so, well, you know, give, give or take how um, how COVID runs around here, um, Troy is our next location to be open. And we've been in works and talks with that one. And uh, that's something that's going to be in Brandon's area. So, you know, it's going to be in good hands. Well, congratulations. Yeah. I didn't know that there, there was a fourth store coming along. You guys are just taking over 75. So I'm glad you, <laughs> I'm glad you will remember us down here uh, below the border. We definitely will, man. I, I can't wait, you know, when we uh, do start to get into that Toledo area. I kind of like what they're doing down there. We've uh, we've had family and friends down there, so it's pretty exciting. And uh, we can't wait. For uh, for people that haven't seen me post anything or share some pictures, uh, Brandon, what is the 24th Cheesecakery? Where'd the name come from? Where'd the idea come from? Why do you guys shamelessly use your kids to promote things? All that stuff. <laughs> See, Sean is the mastermind here. Uh, as it relates to the kids, man, um, you know, his his son, uh, Lil Sean, is just, uh, he's a gem. People fell in love with him, and uh, we love that he gets the shine that he does. <laughs> he's, he's always crying. <laughs> that, that, that's my boy. That's my boy. But, you know, it's kind of cool because uh, 24 Cheesecakery stemmed from uh, my grandma's birthday being September 24th, and then my mom's being June 24th, and mine's being July 24th. And, uh, I mean, we even took it as far as my brother's being the 20th and my son's being the 4th. So, I mean, it was just something clever that we came up with. And uh, Cheesecake is just an awesome place to have cheesecakes. And uh, as we grow, um, it's an awesome place to have cheesecakes and allow other people in the community to, uh, you know, uplift and shine what they know how to do as well. Because uh, one thing about business is it's a dog-eat-dog world. 
Yeah. And it's also a world where it's like, how can I get mine? So we want to be able to be part of how can you get yours while we're getting ours? Because one thing people don't realize is that when you walk into work every day, you're working for somebody else to make them some money, right? Yep. When you walk when you walk into our establishment, sorry about my dog. When you walk into our establishment, you're working for yourself. Like we're trying to put you on a pedestal where you can fulfill your dreams and your goals because we're bigger than that. You know, twenty four cheese bakery, our our core value is to share our knowledge. And there's no better way of doing that than allowing people to come in and highlight their products, learn and not waste a lot of money to get to the point where, where they want to be. Yeah, it's almost like the cheesecakes allow us the platform, and I'm glad that Sean has struck absolute gold with his formula uh, with these cheesecakes because it allows us the platform to be able to actually do some of the things that we want to do, like assist in our community, uh, shamelessly plug our kids, and soon <laughs> run advertisements with the pets. We have your we have your dog picture and your slogan. That's going to be one of the uh, one of the first pet uh, advertisements we do. You guys can can use the dogs all you want. They're uh, they're free of charge. So okay, so I, I think I'm getting to the core of this now a little bit. So it's more than just cheesecakes because I've always been wondering, even though you guys have been growing like growing like a virus over the last couple of years, a good kind, um, an yes. addictive kind. With cheese, I was always wondering how you were going to make this thing work and continue to grow it with not like a dessert place. It's cheesecakes. Like how have you been able to grow it with it being such a niche thing? One thing I realized and one thing I've learned over the years is do what you love to do. I started, you know, I started doing cheesecakes with my mom and my grandmother, both culinary, culinary um, graduates. And then there's me. Um, I was the guy that tried to do it. So one thing I realized is that we found our niche doing something we love to do. And when I, well, my wife gave me an opportunity to say, hey, quit your job. Start a cheesecake store. Hang out with Shiny Shine every day. There's no, like, that's not passion, man. That's life. Right. Like, difference between passion and what you love to do and the difference between what you have to do are two different things and the fact that i feel i have to be with him every day just to you know i mean not too many fighters can really say that you know me and brandon got opportunity to be with our children every day so the fact that we're able to do what we love with the passion but not only that but live the life we want to live that creates a type of surrounding around us where people get that you know my baking crew they're awesome you know we found one thing we love to do because we failed before we tried to have a restaurant with my, my grandmother and what happened was we tried to, hey, man, put this on the menu. Hey, man, put that on the menu. And I said, my mom, everybody wants it, but nobody wants it. Because the people that tell you put it on the menu, you never see again. Right. So when we found one product, which was cheesecake, and, you know, me and my mom, my grandmother, we, 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 niched, we, know, we took the recipe, we turned to something that we thought would be very appreciative. And also, too, we thought outside the box. How can our cheesecake taste different than the next person? You know, because normally when I talk about our business, cheesecake is like something I push to the back because, like, you can take the cheesecakes and eat it like it or not. But you got to love us as people because, you know, you can have all the cheesecakes in the world, but if you don't love who we are, that's where you start to lose a lot of people. And the fact that we found one product that we were able to specifically tamper with and make our own, I mean, that's the best thing. When you have one thing, and I tell people all this all the time, find one thing and love it. You know, you don't have to have a menu full of 50 different items because you want to serve everybody. You know, yeah. they say, who's your core yep. Who's your core customer base? I'm like, I don't yep. know. We get people coming from seven years old all the way up to 80 years old to get some cheesecake. So we was able to take one thing and take it and run with it. And that's why when Brandon, Brandon and uh, Lydia, his wife, came in with the cake pops and desserts, and they took that one item, and they we threw it on our menu, and people were like, okay, they got cheesecake, and they got cake pops. Like, okay, they know what they're doing. You know, we're, I'm not going to make any cake pops. I'm not going to do that. But I do know somebody that's going to make them and make them the best way possibly. 
And when they make them the best way they possibly can, you know what that's called? That's called success. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how cheesecake yeah. became such a, you know, yeah. how we can grow with it. And, that, yeah. and that's the thing, Sean, you know, when we were, were getting into this venture, he was adamant about not necessarily staying in, in, in our in each home and making sure that what our responsibilities were. And Sean said, look, Brandon, I'm hoping you all can assist in some ways as we grow. But I'm just letting you guys know I am going to eat cheesecake. He's going to make sure he's crafting it, perfecting it, even cutting it like to a T the exact way that he wants it so people get consistency every time they pick up that cheesecake yeah. and it's going to be something that is great full of flavor um and it's in its work and with him focusing on that and us not necessarily having to focus on making cheesecake it allows for the rest of the team to innovate without too much pressure on us so who, uh, and, it, and it creates this cool atmosphere who innovates who comes up with the recipes is that you sean it's funny um between me my mother um, my wife, she 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 hounded me about Superman, and we figured out how to make a Superman cheesecake without having all that extra in it. And then, of course, my baking team. I mean, I let them at the kitchen. I said, here, these are the cakes we need for the week. Here's five extra cakes. What can you do with them? And that allows them to have ownership in the business, you know. Um, I, I, even though we pay, and I think we pay a pretty good amount to our employees, the fact that they're able to use their type of um, abilities to show ownership allows them to not only just learn the business, but, hey, take it to the next level, you know. Maybe it's something that they did in the cheesecake form, and now they own a bakery, and they want to try to mimic not just the cheesecake, but do it in a different way. So that right there gives them the – makes them feel comfortable enough to, you know, come up with different items and different things. So mostly, you know, it, it, you know, I have a baking team. They take care of it. My mom always comes up with something new. My wife comes up with something new. Um, and then Brendan and Lydia come up with our half-cake cake, um, half cake, cake pop which is a cheesecake and a cake pop mixed together. So, I mean, you know, we, we listen. You know, one thing I learned about business is listen to who's talking to you. You know, I don't, I don't speak a lot. You know, I, I speak to Brandon and I speak to my mom, my grandmother, but outside of just us talking, doing interviews and stuff, I really don't talk a lot about the cheesecake itself. So just having a good team that wants to come together and show off their ideas. My brother, man, my brother Terrence, he, he, he's good with it. You know, he came, we came up, we're going to come out with a new one um, tomorrow, which we've been sitting in our kitchen for a couple of days, which is a really awesome one. And I'm excited about it. But he came up with it. And, you know, when you have a team that's really into what you're doing, not just in it for the 9 to 5 or the 12 to 7, you come up with a lot of good opportunities. Is uh, yep. is the menu ever changing or is it static? Like if I come in there, um, what are my options? How does it work? It's kind of cool. Um, I mean, we have seven core items on the menu. Um and those, each of them items have a story behind it. Caramel Macchiato has a story. My wife always took me to Starbucks to get Caramel Macchiato. And I said, man, it's expensive. I got to make my money back. The hazelnut is the second cheesecake <laughs> ever made um, flavor-wise. Of course, the plain, the plain with the cookies and cream one, I grew up eating that. Um, my granddad was a baker. And for some reason, I was so narrow-minded as a child that I did not like baked goods as much as I do now. So every time we would have, um, we're seven-day Adventist, so we'll have Sabbath dinner on Saturday. Every time we have dinner, he'll have like this uh, peach berry cobbler and i'm like i'll have some cookies and cream you know i'll have the little cookies i, I don't want none of that so that's where the, that one came from and then you know with the lemon we use that for cheesecake competition and the red velvet well that one kind of got <laughs> it got forced on the menu it was a very popular one so we threw that on the menu so that gave us the opportunity to be creative where we're able to bring on a bunch of different other flavors and not have to worry about anything because when people come in and say hey you don't have that but you do have this so that's freaking awesome 
And then yeah. when it comes down to the K-Pops, you know, Brandon, you know, they just, they got their own agenda with that because they know what we're doing on our end of the cheesecake and they like to mimic us. So Brandon and mm-hmm. Lydia, when it comes to the K-Pops and the dessert, I mean, they, they just go outside the box. Or they'll mention something to me too. Do you, uh, do you guys do any kind of catering or anything like that? Yes. It started off as a catering business. My mom, my grandmother, um, they're still catering. Um, they're still doing personal chefing. Um, that is their niche. And, uh, I think that since it started off as a catering business and turned into something of a cheesecake business, that we were able to combine the two. So, guess for for holidays, we are let's just say we're pretty busy for the holidays. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else you guys want to share uh, about the business? Because then we can dive into Brandon stuff. And I do have a question for you, Sean. That isn't cheesecake related, but hit me with some final thoughts if you guys want. Okay. Well, you know, it's a, it's, it's an honor, it's an honor and a blessing to have such a great team. It's not the money, it's not the money, it's not the business. You can have all the money in the world, but that's not where it's at. It's about the crew around you. And you know, right before the pandemic happened, um, Brandon and I were trying to figure out what are we gonna do. Yeah. And you know, with Brandon's innovation on business and ideas that he was able to come up with, we were able to brainstorm. It got us through the pandemic. So it wasn't the money, you know, we didn't get any government funding. It was the fact that we had ideas and a good team. So don't think money makes the business go around. It's the people around you that makes yep. the business go around. Yep. So, you know, yep. that's that's my final thought. And uh, and I'll commend uh, Sean's leadership as well as the, 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 the road paved by his grandma, his mom, his father and such. You know, I've, I've been eating their cooking for years, and uh, they're amazing at what they do. They love what they do. Um, and Sean has definitely picked up on the skills of his grandma, his mom, as well as the leadership that they've shown. Because to kind of navigate through this pandemic, um, Sean has done something that you don't see a lot of businesses do, and that's open up his arms, his, his store, his uh, shelves to local vendors and local people in the community who... You know, their products are taking a hit, but now that they're able to kind of put their stuff in our shelves, um, you know, and uh, be able to get more visibility, more traffic, you know, it's cool to see the vendor products selling. It's really, really awesome. Sean will go and advertise it for free. You know, in this, in this, in this day and age in business, there's not things that are happening for free. No one's advertising you just for free. No one's giving you space for free in their store, you know, to at least come and put your products in. And I think that that, that type of, um, you know, when we when we operate that way, I believe that that good comes back to us, and we've seen growth during this pandemic, um, and it and it definitely starts with uh, with the leadership that Sean has uh, put forth. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you guys here. I'm almost too excited for it because I went you guys here like yesterday. Um, <laughs> you, uh, Brandon, did you tell Sean that the place that you guys are next to where's it is in Ypsilanti? It's coming yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobcat Bonnie's. It's yeah. funny because they yeah. put one out in Ipsy. We opened in Ipsy. They put one out in Ferndale. We opened up in Madison Heights, which is literally down the street. And now they're in Toledo, and we, we're, we're going to chase them down there, too. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think they're going to be here by the middle or end of summer. And, and our downtown is, like, I, I we would talk every now and then, and I think you knew where I lived down here. And I lived downtown near the ballpark for a while. But now, like, all the growth that was happening has just been supercharged with like a place like that and so many other spots. And I'm excited for you guys to get here and whether it's in a uh, Perrysburg or, or Maumee 
um, or Sylvania or it's downtown Toledo or uptown Toledo, you will be a, a great part of the community. And um, for your mind, like what you talked about with vendors and partnerships and people helping each other out, small businesses helping each other out, like that's a that's a big tenant here. Um, so I'm excited that's to awesome. have you guys here when you can make it here. That's awesome. Thank I love you, to hear that. Sean, do you uh, are you on Twitter? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, what's so funny, I, I'm on all the sites, but then uh, Brandon's like, yo, man, Twitter's my thing. I said, go right ahead, do your thing, do your thing. So I, I, one, thing, one thing Mama told me was aces in their places. So, yes, we are. And Brandon, make sure that, you know, we, we stay relevant. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I meant you, Sean. Are you on Twitter? Oh, first, no, n- no, no. I'm, not, I'm Man, before, social, before Cheesecake, I had no social media. Um, I do everything for the business, nothing really personal. <laughs> I, I I suspected that because I would have I would have known who you were like when Brandon told me about like, you gotta talk to my partner because I know everybody in yeah. Brandon's circle. In fact, I have to mute people that he talks to on Twitter because <laughs> I just don't want to see any of this nonsense. <laughs> no, man, I, I understand. No, I, I, I you know, so much to do I couldn't even I couldn't even keep up with any of I had if I had a social media my own, I couldn't keep up with it for nothing, man. So we I do the business route, um and I, I'm a very private person, you know, I go to work, I come home and uh yeah, that's me, man. <laughs> Brandon, do you <laughs> yes, wanna sir. Sean run and get to his life or does he would would he have fun talking about what we're gonna get into? I think he'd have some fun, oh, but know, it's on it's on him. Okay. All right, Brandon. Yeah, I, I, Brandon, where do you want to start? Everybody that doesn't want to hear nerd or sports stuff can get <laughs> out now and just wait for the day when the 24th Cheesecakery arrives in Toledo. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know, but we can start wherever. You know, I know um, as we transition, you know, just a little background history. I told you this earlier, but Sean and I, we grew up on teams like our whole lives, whether it be scouting organizations or basketball so uh sports is definitely something that 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 runs deep in our blood and teamwork is something that definitely runs deep but uh sean if you were gonna have a twitter what what team or player uh would you tweet about incessantly like our friend here does <laughs> you know, i mean I'm a, I'm a pistons man all day you know i, I grew up with the pistons my dad the pistons it was my, if you said michael jordan in my house Back in the 90s and the early 80s, my dad would kick you out for the night. Like, literally. <laughs> like, that wasn't happening. So, um, we had to keep that to ourselves. You know, we were the kids that always wanted to wear the shoes and all that good stuff. So, we had to really keep that to ourselves. But, man, the Pistons are a whole life, you know. Um, like Brandon said, we grew up hooping together. I mean, from when I say Pee I meant from like seven and eight years old to um, I, he graduated high school the same year, you know, I was there. So, we were playing basketball. And we did really well. So, I mean, it was my life. And even now, you're my little shiny shine, man. We'd be hooping in this room. So, if it has to be anything, it's always the Pistons. You know, I really – I can't go any other route than that. I don't I don't follow hoopers. I don't follow individual, you know, the greats and all that. I follow my team. And uh, I stick behind them 100%. Good or bad, I'm going to a game. Who's your, who's your favorite all-time Piston? My favorite all-time? Richard Hamilton, man. He was around when I was in high school. Hey. And, I was the shooter. I, I was the. I, you, you couldn't catch me. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, say, I ate my weedy. You know. When, I can, when, when I can the get that. Started, I was. I was not standing around. Brandon, I, 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 I don't see even that. know this. Who's your, who's your favorite all-time Piston? <laughs> oh, it's Zeke. It's Zeke. Listen, I love Chauncey Billups, and he's a he's a close like one B, but it's Zeke, man. He was just to me, you know. I, and and no no disrespect to my Philly brethren, 
But I think pound for pound, Isaiah was the baddest, man. I think I, I think Iverson is just behind him. Uh, I mean, <laughs> their games were so different, so it's hard to compare. They're, they were different, but there were some similarities. You know, the small guards who, who basically carried the, the load offensively, ball handling-wise, setting up teams. I, I do believe that Zeke had better teams around him than, Ivers, than Iverson ever had. But uh, Zeke, man, there's just something about the way he played, the 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 air of just kind of becoming Detroit, you know, as a Chicago guy. He just embodied it. And even to this day, he still just kind of oozes with that 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 Detroit on him that he looks proud to be here. And you could see that when he would play. And uh, it was just something, man. Sean, you know about uh, Brandon's Twitter reputation, right? Like, how many people will come into the shops and Brandon says, what's up to him? And you're like, who's that? And Brandon's like, Twitter guy, just Twitter dude. You, you know what? We get a quite a bit of them, and it's kind of fun. You know, it's fun because, you know, you, 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 don't, you don't know where direction you're going to go with this. And be honest with you, with Brandon bringing them in. And one more thing about Iverson, I think Iverson is a more evolved game of Isaiah Thomas because – they didn't play light, but you can see resemblance. And as, you know, time goes on, into the basket was the thing to do. And that's where Iverson seemed to make his point, you know. So yeah. he could be Zeke, but he also could yeah. be, you know, he evolved to be Iverson as well. So that's what happens when you grab the great people when they come into the game. But, you know, it's really cool. I love the people that Brandon brings in. You know, I love the, the opportunity that we have to, you know, hit a different demographic of people. Because, you know, Twitter's different, you know. We, we, we Like, I don't see a lot of people on our Twitter that you would see on our Instagram and our Facebook. So, you know, he's reaching out to people that I could never reach out to. So it's awesome that they come in, you know, they show some love. Um, you know, it's good taking pictures with them and just showing that, hey, you know, we here. And I'm like, that's awesome because now you got a different group of people that you would have never reached out to. And that's where a whole partnership comes in, man. You know, it's not about the money at a certain point. It's about, you know, we looking out for each other. So I think that's what Twitter, that's the Twitter love I get from Brandon is that, you know, he's looking out and he's bringing in people that we would have never even touched or even knew we was here. Crazy, whiny sports fans like Cheesecake too. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do, man. Especially when our teams suck around here. It, it, it helps to uh, drown your miseries and, uh, and the best cheesecake. Really just the best dessert you'll have. Um, so what else is what else is on your mind? You want to do more Pistons talk? Like, what are you feeling? Have you watched any Tigers games this year? Where's your head at right now? You know what? The Tigers are interesting to me. They have some pretty cool storylines. I'm sad that Miggy went on the IL because I'm, I'm hoping he can just get that 500 home runs this year and uh, we can all breathe a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, I really want him to get that. But uh, the Tigers are interesting. I'm kind of glad that they, they're, they're kind of beating up on the uh, Astros right now. I'm still mad at them for uh, the whole scandal and for taking AJ Hinch is loving the ass beating that they're giving the Astros. (laughs) Yep. Definitely. Definitely loving it. Definitely loving it. Um, Yeah. Tigers are, they're interesting this year. They're, they're fun to watch. I kind of see a direction now and uh, really all the Detroit sports teams, they seem to have an idea of what they're actually trying to do right now. Uh, There's a little bit more hope in what the Pistons, Tigers, Wings, and even the Lions are doing. Um, I'm still trying to figure out Dan Campbell and uh, with the Lions and and to see if his team is really going to come out and make biting kneecaps look cool <laughs> or or if it's just going to look like what are they doing? Cuz I don't want the I don't want the team that was getting penalties like every other play from like what 8 9 years ago. I can't I can't deal with that again. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I'm curious to see how they'll be, and I'm gonna follow. And I think you and I might have like exchanged a tweet about this. I'm, I'm gonna watch them a little bit more closely because now they have Deuce Staley on the staff. Yes, um, who yes. Was, a long-time Eagles uh, assistant coach. He was a running back in the early 2000s with them, and he just never got to where he wanted to be, I think, as the head coach of the Eagles, but I'm glad the Lions gave him that opportunity. Um, who do you guys want to see them go for in the draft? They have the sixth pick, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Lions. I I don't know. I, I don't know how I did this, but I actually convinced myself that they should get Justin Fields, and this was before the actual um, Matthew Stafford trade. Okay. Um, I thought, hey, I, I liked how he looked uh, this year. I liked how he looked in the uh, playoffs, and uh, I really thought, and I still really think that they should take him. I, I know how crazy it might sound to Lions Twitter and all that, but I think that, that guy is going to be special. If not for Justin Fields or, or if not for a quarterback, who would you prefer that they take? Ooh. I mean, all the receivers. I go all, for the linemen. Uh, all the guys. That, you know, I, they, I, I, go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, one thing I, lo- I love about the Lions is that, you know, one thing, I think we need line. I, need, I think we need line. Um, it's good to have a good quarterback, awesome quarterback. Justin Fields, awesome. But we need somebody to protect because I think that's been a killer heel for us for a long time. Um, you know, you see the greats out there. They have the biggest line in the world, you know. And then, obviously, you know, you need something to complement that. So, Justin feels awesome. But we need somebody to protect him so he doesn't end up being a, 12, a, 12, a 12-year Justin Fields, Ryan, you know, Lions player that's been injured a few times, you know. Yeah, yeah. they just had that. His name was Matthew Stafford. They could never <laughs> – they could never – I mean, he was yeah. he was so tough and, and as durable as somebody could be who got hit as much as he did. They always had some decent linemen, but they never created like that that 90s Dallas Cowboys line or the lines that always protected Brady. And if they yeah. could, I mean, maybe Stafford would have lived up to his potential. Yep. Yep. So, I yeah. mean, it, it, I think that's how we do it. You know, you protect – it's like a business. You protect your assets. You know, you, you can't have the best assets in the world and having them being beat up or, you know, be, not being done properly and stuff like that because no matter how great your product is, you know, at quarterback, receiver, whatever, um, you start to lose a lot of uh, a lot of focus on that product and that person. And then next thing you know it, 15 years go down the road, and I got a little Sean asking me. Daddy, when's Lions going to the Super Bowl? I'm like, man. You, know, so. you should just tell little Sean right now like, that, that, that the Super Bowl is like a unicorn and it doesn't really exist. And, like, that, that kid cries enough. He doesn't need any more tears in his life. Oh, yeah. man. He's yeah, spoiled, I, man. He's spoiled. I don't know what to do about the about the Lions long term. I'm, I'm still hoping for that playoff win. Um, well, I mean, we got plenty of time left, all of us, so maybe it'll happen. I was excited when <laughs> that my dad, who was, I guess, like 69 years old at the time, could could now die knowing that the Eagles have won a Super Bowl in his lifetime. So, um, yeah, I hope it's coming for us. But uh, if 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 it's not Justin Fields, I agree with Sean. They need to do something on the line. I believe that they can sign that help better than draft it. And so that's why I went Justin Fields, but I guess the linebacker out of Penn State, or um, they have no receivers. You know, losing no. Galladay, I and um, and Marvin Jones. Um, man, who's the receiver out of? Um, I don't know why I forgot his name. Out of uh, Alabama. There's two of them. There's Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle and um, Dev- Devontae Smith, the small guy. Devontae Smith. Yeah, I'm. I'm more hoping for Waddle. 
uh, if they if they choose to go to wide receiver, but they need something dynamic because I don't. I don't, I don't know what they're doing at wide receiver. I was disappointed when the Eagles traded back from four because I was all about Kyle Pitts. And maybe he's just like uh, a workout freak, but I get the sense that what he is will translate um, into the NFL, kind of like a Travis Kelsey. And okay. so I moved off of him, and um, the Eagles need receivers too because they keep picking ones that are awful. There's also Jamar Chase from LSU. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I know the Lions need some receivers. And were were you guys okay with them letting Kenny Galladay go? He, he was good, but he was always hurt. Yeah, the injury thing, his <laughs> desire for the that type of money, it just it didn't line up for me. Yeah, I wish they could have worked something out, but I think the Lions actually did the right thing for once. Um, the Micah Parsons things would be interesting because uh, Dan Campbell that that would fit his. We're gonna eat your kneecaps off because yeah. he, he's sideline to sideline, and um, I mean, they're, they're, as usual, the Lions will have a good pick. Whether it turns into anything that everybody hopes it to be, we'll see. <laughs> per usual, uh, Sean, does Brandon uh, hit you up with like his uh, appreciation for Justice League and Zna- Zack Snyder? <laughs> I saw him some Batman no, stuff every him. now and then. But I haven't, I haven't inundated yeah. him with the Snyder Cut yet, oh like God. I've done you, Mr. Chase. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, Sean is trying to run that a cheese... Sean's trying to run and grow a cheesecake business. He doesn't have, he doesn't have four hours to watch this superhero slop. <laughs> Man, it was that, the greatest know, that, movie that, of that, all time. Know, that is not true. I mean, you know, in, in a sense, that's true. That's true. I, I use my, I use my extra opportunities... Cause me and my wife be chilling. We only get a couple hours a day, so I do use my extra opportunities for that. I'm not, I'm not really active, but you know, when me and Brandon together, we always, you know, it's good, it's good when we're around that we don't always have to talk about business. You know, we do talk about other things because if I'm not talking to him, you know, or my brother or something, I'm talking to somebody about business. So the fact that we're in business together and we had that upbringing where to us this is more than business, we, you know, we got the subject from time to time. Let me explain his, uh, his <laughs> beloved. Zack Snyder Justice League movie too. Let's say you took like the base plain cheesecake and then took all the toppings and dressings for every other cheesecake that you offer and put it onto one one plain cheesecake. And you, you'd be like, that's just too much. Like there's just too much going on there. That's what this damn movie was. It was almost like two separate movies in one. The first two hours was... Brandon, it's it own like, thing. It was like seven movies in one. <laughs> it was that backstories <laughs> for, for like three of the main characters. It was interesting for, what the first one was. I'm glad they did this one, especially since it's looking like it's going to be it. You know, uh, WB seems to be really adamant about not carrying on the, uh, the Snyder Cut vision. But for what it was, you know, you can tell they put in all of the. Uh, all of the fan favors, basically. Yeah. They, they put in everything that they knew fans are probably complaining about or looking to see. And I think they did I think they did well. The four-hour runtime, that is a bit long, but, yo, I'm eating it all up. That's with what, a slice of cheesecake. That, that's what streaming's <laughs> for. Put it all there. Like I'm keeping my HBO Max, even though I think I'm actually going to wind up going to see Mortal Kombat in the theaters. Oh, I can't but, wait. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Did... So Vinny and some other people got me turned on to these modern martial arts movies. 
um, that the choreography is beautiful. And I guess some of it goes back to like old boy. Um, do you, are you guys familiar with that at all? Oh, wow. I, I am oh, a no. little bit, but not a lot. Old uh, There's old boy. And then there's the night comes for us and the raid they're like sprinkled on the streamers but they like w- like before we were around the bruce lee era martial arts movies like i guess our, our parents or older brothers love these things and we got we would watch them and be like oh that's kind of cheesy but these new modern martial arts <laughs> movies are incredible yeah what do you think about uh eat ma no. sean go ahead no, I was going to say, oh, boy, man, that, that hair of his got me. You know? Yes. It, it, you know, it, I be watching movies with my wife and stuff. I'm like, man, sometimes, it, you like you said, be cheesy. You know, and then, of course, you add the hair to it. It's like, wow, okay. Yep. <laughs> this guy's going all out. Brandon, what, what did you say? Did I, something... what, what, what did you think about uh, Eat Man? Have you uh, seen that series of movies? What is it? Eat Man, I-P-M-A-N. I'm not, I don't know that. You got to check it out. You have to check it out. It's where, awesome. Where is it at? What What, what, what service? Oh, it's on uh, Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime. It's it's all over. But I P M A N. Okay. Yep. It's uh it's an awesome martial arts film. I think they have four films in the series, okay. but it's following the uh, like effectively like the grandmaster of and teacher of Bruce Lee. Okay. I'll have to ask Vinny. Vinny might know it pretty well. Um, Oh, I know, I know that guy. Yeah, that guy is in some of these new films. What, what's what's the actor's name? Hold on, give me one second here. Is it Donnie Yen? Yes. Yep. 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 That's yeah, the main guy. These are the dudes who are in all these films that uh that that I just mentioned. So, yeah, for sure. Um, let's wrap up, guys. Thanks for the time, Sean. Um, whenever you guys want to come down here and kind of scout out the area, um, come on down. Uh, and. Every day that you're not here, real estate goes up a little bit, but you'll be here. It'll be a good thing. <laughs> Man, we gonna be, hey, we're good negotiators. We're, we're, we're going to make it work properly. I am a little sad that as we're talking about moving to Toledo, you know, to Ohio, uh, Andre Drummond is, is no longer a basketball player in, in the state. So, Well, he hasn't played. <laughs> has, he, has he? I don't. I mean, he stopped being a Cavalier playing a, a long time ago. Have you watched any of his Lakers games? Has he? He's played, right? Hey, yeah, yeah, our friend Dion, he, he definitely keeps me posted on what Andre Drummond is doing on LeBron James's team. Yeah, I didn't know if he had played yet or not. Um, I haven't. Oh, watched, he's doing good. I haven't watched many games lately, and I've, I'll I'll follow stuff, but I'm not going to watch it. But tonight, um, I'll watch Sixers, Sixers, and Nets because that's Ooh. something. And and Ben Simmons opened his mouth. And kind of took a shot at uh, the Nets, so a little extra drama. Sean, who's going to win uh, the NBA Finals this year? Man, Ooh, who are we going to go with? You know, I'm going. You know, I'm going with. I'm, I think. Was it? Is it the? I think. I was watching Utah the other night. And they yeah. look pretty, really, really good. Yeah. So I'm going with them. You know, I mean, I think. You know, I, there's no, there's nobody in the East I feel comfortable with. You know, of course, with the Nets stacking up. I don't think they're comfortable enough to, you know, give it that push. I think they're trying to figure each other out because 90% of their team is injury prone. Yep. So, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go mm-hmm. Utah, man. I got paid for them. And uh, you're not even my team, but I can't lie. I watched them the other night, and they look really good. I if, think I watched them back-to-back. So, yeah, if there's, they look good. If there's ever a year for, for them to do it, um, it it's going to be this year, especially after Jamal Murray got hurt the other night. Oh, yeah. 
Like yeah. that that's a devastating injury because I was I was all about seeing Denver go to the finals. Um B, who's your who's your finals pick? Oh, the LA Andre Drummonds. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Have you I, I think right. I, I I feel like it's gonna be the Nets. And uh, either the Jazz or the Lakers in the finals. Have you, have you and your little Pistons Twitter people already organized uh, a Drummond playoff <laughs> watch party somewhere? It's, it's funny because it's only a handful of us that actually support Drummond. The rest of them are, are probably uh, hoping that he does bad, <laughs> but he's actually doing pretty good. So I'll definitely plan that. You know, my son and I will probably have the jerseys on and uh, have a good time with it. Well, I'd like. To, I was glad to see him get out of Cleveland because I've always been a fan of his. I don't. I don't know if you know that or not, but I, look, he had limitations. He could never grow his offensive game, but just like you guys doing one thing, cheesecakes, and being amazing at it, he is an incredibly historic rebounder, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yep. Yeah, he's awesome at what he does, and I think that's what being in LA will allow him to do eventually when they get uh, you know AD and LeBron back. Uh, but what I've seen so far, it already looks like he's able to kind of just settle into his role. He's not trying too much. Uh, I think I saw highlights from a couple games, and I saw um, some of the uh, the game against the Nets. He looked really, really good, really good. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And now I'm forced to cheer for LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, this feels like it's years in the making. <laughs> I know. I hope. I hope LeBron personally uh, tweets back at you all the slander <laughs> you throw. Sean, if you were on Twitter and you saw him, his his LeBron James tweets over the last ten years, you would think like he was talking about a guy who was like the sixth guy off the bench, didn't have a skill, sh- shouldn't be in the league. <laughs> Hey man, it, it definitely uh, it was fun, man. It was fun to put that, put some stuff out there, have fun with it. All the LeBron, like not just like the people who support LeBron or, or know that he's a good player, they kind of took it fun. But the stands, oh my goodness, it, it's it's always pretty fun going back and forth with them. Last question: Did you uh, did you break bread and make amends with Kelly Stafford before she left? <laughs> I, I tried as much as I could. I made sure I sent messages and hey, well wishes uh, and all that. But um, I, I don't. I don't know if I'm even on her radar. <laughs> you were for a minute. You were for a for minute. A... For a awesome. minute, and it was it was pretty awesome. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for the time, Sean. Thanks for giving me the uh, the the four one one for everything with the the twenty fourth cheesecakery. Brandon, good to ha- have you on. Vinny's gonna yes, love sir. this. So, awesome. um, Brandon, I'll see you on the Twitter. Sean, we'll uh, we'll get together one of these days, right? Yes, yes, yes. Sounds good, man. Look forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, thank man. you thank for you. having us. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yes, sir. I right, have a good All right, day. Man, have a good one.